Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 36. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? This is your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry. And we do that by gathering some of the best stories from some of the industry's most successful restaurateurs and restaurant professionals to find out what it is about them that contributes to their success and to learn from their stories to apply these lessons in our own life. This is basically a melting pot of restaurant mentors. It's good stuff. Before I dive into today's episode, let me remind you to check out www.restaurantunstoppable.com. This is episode 36 for all the show notes. I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Twitter. I'm out there. I'm easy to find. And I want to connect with you. So don't be shy. Connect with me. Tell me your stories. Uh, and join our community. And ladies, you're going to enjoy today's show because, uh, well, I don't need to explain. Just listen. You're about to find out why here it is all right with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest nico santucci how you doing nico good eric what's happening man? oh so no glad we had a moment to chat yeah it's yeah. about time we were able to get on the phone i appreciate it all good things are worth waiting for and i can't wait to uh, hear the bombs of knowledge you're going to drop on us today so speaking of which are you ready to drop some invaluable advice on us that's going to make all of our restaurant dreams unstoppable well, you know, I guess it depends on your listener whether it's valuable or not. But, I, you know, it brought me to where I'm at in my little empire, if you will. So it works for me. may not work for everyone, but I'm here to talk. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be good stuff. I'll just give a quick introduction and then pass it over to you to kind of elaborate a little bit more. Um, so where to start, Nico? Uh, today's guest, Nico, is an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, a real estate junkie, and the list goes on. He is not a businessman. He's a business man <laughs> originally i sought nico out for his work at capo's restaurant and speakeasy but once i started pulling back the layers i quickly realized that it would be easier to explain what nico hasn't done than it would be to explain what he has done um why don't you just give us a quick snapshot of your career and some of the highlights and uh, what you're all about and h- how you got from point a to point b well you know the highlights for me are the evolution you know i mean for me it's, it's definitely about the journey it's always been about the journey and that's why I've delved into so many different dynamics in my career because I think moving is what keeps me active and relevant. It's like when I get static and I stay in any one position for too long, I feel, you know, everything gets a little stale and I lose that edge. So I like to keep it moving. So for me, those are the highlights of the fact that I can look back at a lot of successful endeavors and recognize that it was my fluidity and being able to move in and out of markets that kept me successful. I mean, my restaurant brands, which obviously you tapped in, were, now we're talking 15 to 18 years in the game. I mean, for a restaurant, that's virtually unheard of. And my markets like Los Angeles and Las Vegas, I mean, it's really volatile. So to have that sort of tenure is what I'm most proud of. But I do think it's about the fluidity of how I recognize markets and anticipate 
vibe and flow and then try to meet that expectation. I just really quickly want to ask, you have such a crazy background. What is it about the hospitality industry that draws you to it, that keeps you coming back when there's so many other strengths that you have? Well, you know, I think being a Leo, man, I mean, we just <laughs> love to host. I mean, yeah. to put it in the simplest form, I love to host. I enjoy people coming into my living room, whether it's a nightclub or a restaurant. I mean, that sort of camaraderie that you get when someone enjoys your presentation, enjoys your recipe, it's so rewarding. Oh, man. I, I mean, it's far more rewarding than the income that I derive is that the feeling I get when a group of guests from out of the country come in and recognize what you do and appreciate it to the point where, they call you out. Do you come over if you've got the opportunity to say a few things? I mean, it's just really remarkable. The, the rewards you get from that response is, is really why I'm in the game. I couldn't agree more with you, and that's what I love about it, too. It's just the ability to make people happy and to know that uh, you're appreciated and that your hard work is being enjoyed. Well, well it, yeah. yeah, it allows you to barometize your instincts as well. In other words, if you think a certain platform will work for your product or service and you put it out there and it falls flat, I mean, you recognize that your instincts are maybe a little dull and you need to sharpen your senses and it allows you to, to grow and cultivate your skill. So that for me is always that barometer. I can always look at the next 12 months and say, how accurate am I in you know, dictating where this market is going? And God bless, mm-hmm. you know, I've done very well. But there are times when I backed out of situations at the last minute because I felt the market was changing, whether it be building a restaurant or adding a location. or There's a number of things that sometimes I tap the brakes, and there's nothing wrong with doing that either. Absolutely. Um, Well, this is going to be kind of a hybrid uh, version of the episode for everybody at home. Just to let you know, Nico's on a tight schedule, and I'm going to try to respect that time. And uh, we're going to just pick some of the questions that we feel are most valuable for you folks at home. Um, So just keep that in mind as we're going on. The next question I have for you, Nico, is uh, a success or leadership quarter mantra. Is there one that you use in your everyday life that you'd like to share with us today? Well, I like the way you asked that because you say in your everyday life. And to me, that's how do I conduct each and every day. And I think the thing that folks do the least that's really one of the most important things, you know, I think that people really overlook the little things as you go out throughout your day. I think returning a phone call before the end of the day is paramount. Mm -hmm. I think so many people, whether you put a call in and you're calling in reference to to business, and and everybody needs an answer, whether it's a good answer or you don't want to give a a negative answer or a negative response, I think it's critical to return calls each and every day by end of day. Sometimes the last hour of my day is 50 phone calls. 50 phone calls that I got at 9 a.m. and at 11 a.m. or when I was at lunch or when I was on my boat, I'd like to make sure that everybody hears my voice before end of business or 8 or 9 o'clock at the latest. And that's such incredible, valuable advice for people in this industry, too, because in hospitality, the, the people we're working with just want to be heard. And when, when you respond to them, that sense that you care, that you're attentive to their needs and to what they're saying just goes so far. So that's incredible advice. Uh, well, it's not just as, and it's not just as it relates to hospitality. I mean, really, virtually every call, every call that I get, whether uh-huh. it relates to something, some dynamic of building a business or dynamic with employees or dynamic with recipes. It's not always customers. It's, it's your staff. It's your crew. It's the facilitation of your business. So really virtually any call, if they've got my number and they somehow are able to reach me, I'd like to reach them back by end of business. And I'll totally vouch for that because when I first reached out to you, it was seconds. Literally seconds I got a response saying, 
yeah, we're interested in being on the show. So I will vouch for that mo- mantra that you live by. Absolutely. Well, you know what? When I first was forwarded your show, I really was taken by how I really like where you're going with this, really informing your audience about the dynamics of restaurants and the hospitality industry today and, and how people are actually doing it. It's You're taking the textbook out and you're infusing the personality. And I think that's what's <laughs> important. Very often, why these restaurants succeed or fail is based on the individual oh so true you got to be likable in this industry that's I mean, people come to you because they like you that's really at the end of the day what it's all about that's a fact You're absolutely <laughs> right. so the next question i have for you nico is on the topic of your it factor and i've never done this before on the show but i'm going to lead off this question with a quote um from you in reference to the black door you're quoted saying we did things there that no one ever had the balls to try and we succeeded let's elaborate on that well, I mean, is it related to the black door? That's exactly what we did. I mean, I took a location that had failed, and you always hear about these cursed locations now. It can't work. There's been five restaurants. There's been six clubs. They've all failed. And I said, toss me the keys, and we crushed it at the black door. And it is because we did things that we have the balls to do, and that's how I live my life. There's no fear, because I can only learn from my mistakes, and that's the best way I'll learn. So I'd rather make some mistakes so I can, you know, sort of finite my talents moving forward. So for me, to elaborate on it is to say there's no fear. I mean, it's really that simple. I mean, if you're going to really be fearful of failure, then you're not even in the game. Absolutely. And you really have to be willing to take that risk and get in over your head. Um, And that's the only way you're going to come out ahead of other people is being willing to try things no one else is going to try. And every once in a while, you fall flat on your face. You just get right back up and try the next crazy thing because sooner or later, when you when you swing big, you hit the ball out of the park. And uh, that's one thing I have to commend you on, doing the research. Man, you're a big thinker, and you got some big balls. <laughs> you're right. I mean, we go big or we go home. Because exactly. you know what I learned? I learned early on that it takes as much time to renovate a little cottage as it does a big, elaborate project. It takes about as much emotional effort. There's a a beginning, a start, and an end in that process, and that's where your emotions are attached to each project. And so for me, it's like, why am I going to screw around with stuff that's going to bring me X amount of dollars when I can put the same emotion Mm -hmm. into something that's magnified exponentially with the same, with a huge return? Yeah, man, you just have that ability to think big, and it pays off. I mean, you're living proof. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And I know your time is valuable, and you're a busy guy, so I'm going to jump right to the next question. So the next question I have for you, Nico, is what is your favorite restaurant experience? Because you know in this industry there's so many uh, experiences that we have that end up acting as lifelong lessons, things that we learn and take away from. So can you share us one of those stories and one of those lessons and what you learned from it? Well, actually, let me share too. I mean, I think, I don't know the year exactly, but I'm going to guess it was somewhere in the 80s. I was sitting on my sofa watching a movie called Goodfellas, and there was a scene... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you have. There was a scene where Ray Yoda was ushered into a restaurant through a dark corridor and through an active kitchen wearing a maitre d'. He picked up a little two-top table and dropped it right in front of the stage, and it was magical. And it made that customer, Ray Liotta in this case, trivialized, obviously, but it was so special and high-impact to me, the dynamic of how you could make someone feel by providing service that was over the top. And that, that really impacted me. We do that at Capos. I mean, we are very much about 
providing that over-the-top experience that's unforgettable, and it's really a part of our past. And I'd like to see it more prevalent in a lot of the big chain restaurants. We, we feel like numbers these days, and I oh, just man, so you know, we're getting, they're handing out vibrators. I mean, walking <laughs> around. I mean, it's, it's beepers, I mean, it's ridiculous how impersonal it's gotten. Uh, and, and I'll say another restaurant experience that, that really impacted me was the first time I went into one of Carrie Simon's restaurants. Carrie is now, like my brother, a very good friend of mine. And he impacted me greatly when I went into his restaurant in Las Vegas many years ago. And he recognized I was in the room. And he approached the table and shook my hand and said hello to everyone at the table and walked us through five courses wow. of what he had prepared that day. And I never felt so welcome in a restaurant. And every time I visited him after that, I was seated in the same table, in the same seat, and got the same respect from him. And it impacted me greatly because I recognized here's a guy that's an internationally recognized chef. He won the Iron Chef. He's uh, you know, probably one of the most popular guys in Las Vegas, if not nationwide, as it relates to sort of a rock and roll chef. Mm -hmm. And he really showed me what it took to, to, to have an understanding of your clientele and to really recognize what it takes in a competitive market to make a difference. And he made a difference not only to me and my guests on those nights, but to me as a restaurateur, as I build my business, I always remember how personal he was and how well he took care of us. And as you probably know or recognize, Kerry is now suffering from MSA. It's a terrible affliction that he is really debilitated as a result of, and my heart goes out to him each and every day, and I wish I could spend more time with him in Las Vegas and really be the friend that I feel I should with him. We're all very busy. We all have active lifestyles, and I just hope that he does well and survives this thing and comes out better than ever. Well, that, those are some uh, some passionate, strong words, and uh, if he listens to this, I'm sure he will appreciate them. But that story that you told, uh, you really brought us down to the, the, the moment where I felt like I was sitting there with you and going through the five-course meal. So thank you for sharing that story. And uh, basically, I mean, it's just we can't overlook you describe it as big things but really at the end of the day there's such a standard in the industry that it's really just the small things that you can do that end up being the big things that people talk about and uh, anything well, out of the, the norm the, that you can think sure. of yeah um, well i mean all the small things create the big picture exactly i mean it's all the elements that create the piece of art that you command i mean it's yeah and that's how we do it at my restaurant i mean everything is so sort of orchestrated you know, and you can only do so much. I mean, you're always reliant on staff, and you're only as strong as your weakest link, and sometimes it's a server who's freshly trained, and you can't control all things at all times, but we certainly do our best to orchestrate it as I designed. Mm hmm Absolutely. You got it. Great advice. All right, Nico, the next question I have for you today is, uh, what is one of your biggest challenges, and uh, what is your advice to overcome that challenge? Well, I think all, all of your, your listeners who are restaurateurs would agree that our biggest challenge is staffing. It's so difficult to qualify each and every staffer if you've got 100 employees per restaurant. I mean, it's really difficult to make sure all those links in the chain are strong and durable and recognize your vision and to, to sort of emulate you when they meet each guest is nearly impossible. So... The biggest challenge is definitely staffing and making sure those staffers permeate your vision in the restaurant. And secondly, I've never overcome it. So you say, how do you overcome that? It's one thing I've never been quite able to overcome. We evolutionize our management style. We try to interpret our employees differently each and every day, month, 
year. But at the end of the day, people are evolutionizing as quickly as our management style is evolutionizing. Well, you know, I think you kind of answered the question in, in a, a kind of a way many of my other guests have. Um, the first step to overcome that challenge, which is a challenge for everyone, and it, it's not the first time it's been brought up on the show, is to first accept that you're not going to overcome it. And it sounds like you pretty much right. accept it, and you, you just have to um, – Know that there isn't anything you can do and uh, be willing to accept that and work with people and know that your restaurant isn't going to be their priority. And that's just the truth. And if, when you work with them um, and you, you're flexible, things tend to work out in your favor. You're absolutely right. And for a control freak like myself, to not be able to control how everyone treats each and every guest is so challenging for me. But you're right. You have to accept it. You move on, you do the absolute best, and you hope that your clients and your customers recognize Mm -hmm. that that server who just flew in from Nashville and has been through three weeks of training didn't come from the streets of Chicago like I did, doesn't (laughs) have the blood, sweat, and tears like I do. And you got to hope your customer says, I get it, and Mm -hmm. he's doing the best he can. And if I can get that out of my customers, if that's what they leave with, I'm thrilled. All right, Nico, this is typically the part of the interview where I ask you to drop some knowledge bombs on us. But you know what? I know you're pinched for time. So instead, I'm just going to ask you the number one question that I believe our listeners will get the most value out of. And this is going to be like an atomic bomb because this is it's going to be one bomb that just does the trick. And I know it's going to be a great answer. So here it is. Uh, what is one final piece of advice that you would give somebody who's just getting started in this industry well my best advice was be prepared to fail be prepared to have your staff be your biggest sort of uh, opponent if you will i mean at the end of the day i think very often with a new restaurant many of your staffers come in with the management or theories of other restaurants that they've worked at and i think that they all sort of idealize and critique your style. I think they become critics themselves, and I think they cannibalize many of the new restaurants. I, I talk to so many restaurant employees that come to, to, to you know, look for employment with capos, and, and the first thing they want to do is talk about how bad things are at the restaurant they just left or the restaurant they're working at. And to me, it's so it's incredibly disrespectful and dishonorable but it's part of the industry, and everybody's got an idea of how to manage and how to hand over wine and how to open a bottle of wine and how to serve a, you know, everybody's got a perspective. Mm-hmm. But what I think that a lot of these folks don't recognize is that, or don't take the time to recognize is what sets us apart is creating a management style or an approach that may be different. Like, my approach is very different, and I think you can expect a lot of opinions to be constantly thrown at you. And Mm -hmm. I think you have to really stick your feet in the sand and really stand on what you believe in Mm -hmm. because you're going to get attacked by critics, by employees, by your managers. It's it's really like they're like a bunch of cannibals. Mm -hmm. Everybody sort of wants to see you fail because a lot of the people that work in the industry are failed restaurateurs. They've tried their own spaces. They've They've tried their own theories, and, and they, they haven't played out, so they, there's sort of some internal resentment in the industry, it seems like. Very rarely you get an employee who's – that's why we love to hire people that have never been in the business. Mm-hmm. Can... There's not all that negative energy from having worked at Brio and Olive Garden, and you've got all these <laughs> negative stories and this negative past. 
I prefer to have somebody that's fresh. I hear that, man. Somebody that I can develop into something that really means something to us. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're fighting. You're on the bike. You're always racing what they feel was better. Because within a month, they're going to feel something you do was done better somewhere else. So to answer your question is be careful of all the fray because the fray is going to try to knock you off your game and you have to be firm in your belief and your understanding of your concept and move forward despite what the critics or your own employees may try to demise you with. Awesome. All great stuff, man. You're dropping some serious bombs right now. That was a great piece of advice uh, that I can't wait to implement in my career when I get started. All right, Nico, the last question I have for you is, are there any questions I could have asked in this show to maybe something that you feel like you wanted to share with us that you didn't get an opportunity to share uh, that will make this show more valuable to our listeners? Well, I'll tell you what, Eric. Why don't you ask your listeners if they know anybody coast-to-coast that wants to compete with my meatball. <laughs> I say we've got the best meatball in the country. You bring Rayos. You bring whoever you want to bring to the table. Why don't you facilitate a little head-to-head <laughs> competition? Let's, let's get some blood flowing. Let's really right. make this about what – you know what I'm saying? I want one of your best meatball listeners out there to bring it and compete with me in a head-to-head meatball competition. Why don't you put that together? <laughs> All right, man, you guys heard it. There it is. Uh, there's your meatball competition. Anybody that's willing to, to challenge Nico's meatball over at Capo's, you were called out. There it is. It's on the table. Now man up and do something about it. All right, Nico, who's one person in this uh, industry that you respect and admire and believe would be a great addition to the show? Well, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, Terry Simon being one of my closest friends in the world and one of the best restaurant operators I've ever seen, as well as being the Iron Chef champion for a hamburger, would probably <laughs> be an incredible guest on your show. If Terry's got the time and the effort to make that happen, I think he'd be an invaluable member of your team, and uh, I certainly would be tuning in. So if you get that opportunity, you know where to reach Terry. Make that happen, and I'll be standing by to hear it. All right, I'll do everything I can to get Terry on the show. And if you're listening, Terry, I'm coming after you. Look out. Uh, and that's it, man. That, you were great. Thank you so much. I know you're extremely busy, man, uh, and I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, talk to us young guys getting started in this industry. Uh, your words were truly inspiring and motivating, and uh, I'm sure we'll all put them to valuable use. Right on, man. Well, good luck with your show. Uh, I'm very uh, inspired by what you do as well. I think it's awesome that a, a young fellow your age is really getting after it, man. I think you're doing a great job with it, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Nico, and uh, best wishes for the future. Have a great day. You too. Well, ladies, I can see why you get so hot and bothered over this guy. Uh, He's really passionate and just loves what he does and just has so much advice and so much knowledge in there. Uh, Up in that big head of his, I guess it's not a big head, but I guess you, you ladies at home would call it a pretty head. Uh, anyway, I mean, what I took away from this show, um, was Nico's ability and his willingness to take big chances and to not be afraid to, uh, swing those balls and kind of put them to use and take risk. Um, and he proves that that's what he does and that's what makes him successful. Sometimes you just got to run off that, that the edge of that cliff and just take a chance and you might fall to your death or you might soar. And, uh, when you do soar, it, it pays off great ways so that really stood out to me and you just gotta take that risk and you gotta be willing to just go 
Um, the other thing that really stood out to me uh, in this episode was Nico's advice to pay attention to the details and uh, or just you know to do things big and it's the the things that are out of the norm, the things that you're willing to do that nobody else thinks of and just to think outside of the box that will really separate you and make you stand out uh, compared to your your competitors. So I mean it, this this whole episode was just riddled with uh, great advice. And um, it's all good stuff. And the, the last piece of advice that really stood out to me was his advice, you know, that to be willing to fail. And you're going to fail. And you know what? And the truth is, there's no real true failure in life. There's just learned lessons. If you have that mentality that you're, you're not failing, you're just learning. And the next time around, you're going to take those lessons learned to do the job even better. Uh, you're going to find that you, you eventually you'll just you'll just nail it. And you'll, you'll, you'll learn. Fail forward. Fail fast. Um, know when it's time to quit, <laughs> and uh, just look at it that way. Look at look at life as uh, one big lesson, and I think you'll be just fine. So I'm just gonna leave you with some contact information for Nico Santucci. If you want to connect with him, uh, you can use his website at uh, blackdoorglobal.com. His restaurant is caposrestaurant.com. Facebook under Capos Restaurant, and his Twitter handle at Nico Santucci, and uh, just give him a day, and uh, he'll get back in touch with you. So, there it is. Great show, great stuff. I'm pumped. I can't wait for the next one, and I'm sure it's going to be great. That's all I got today. Until next time, peace out.